Our podcast is like watching friends, except gay and with black people. So not like friends, but. Welcome to Interview with a Podcast, a pod clubhouse original. I'm Caroline from Daily Review. And I'm Mike from Pop Culture Review. Each week on Interview with a Podcast, we sit down for a chat with a podcast or website and its creators. Here at Pod Clubhouse, our main goal is to create a community of collaboration among podcasters and their friends. If someone has something to say, has a passion for a topic, we want the Clubhouse to be a way for content creators to find their voice. Through Interview with a Podcast, we'll be able to highlight a diverse array of podcasts from TV to music, movies to comedy. Maybe it'll be a sports podcast one week or a DIY home projects podcast. Hopefully, we can help you discover the next must-listen-to true crime podcast. Each episode gives you, the listener, a chance to meet and decide if their podcast is a fit for you. That's right. We've got two goals here. With Interview with the Podcast, we hope to be a destination for listeners to get curated podcast recommendations. And for content creators, we hope to be an outlet to increase visibility and listenership. It's the rising tide lifts all boats approach to collaboration. If there's a podcast you think we should feature on Interview with the Podcast... Send us a DM, and we'll see if we can set up an interview. And with that, I think it's time we get to this week's guest. This is Caroline. And this is Mike. Welcome to Interview with the Podcast. Today, we're talking with Tampon Rock, the three ladies, creators, and writers of Tampon Rock, Alicia Brown, Sarah Alment, and Sophie Dinicall. Uh, hi, guys. Thanks so much for coming on and talking with us today. How are you guys doing? Good, and thank good. you. Hi. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, good as relative right now right yes what is good yeah. goodish 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 yeah you're almost exactly. at the end of the year 2021 it's gonna be the magic cure it's all getting better so. oh no don't sure. say that no, no. i think 2024 is my year 2024 oh wow yeah. oh yeah 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 i see that for you yeah. all right winter olympics 2024 i'm feeling that yeah. that sounds good to me that sounds good to me before we even get into tampon rock because uh, you guys are kind of spread out to the winds like how did you all meet that was one thing i have not been able to figure out yet reading it about you guys and your careers and tampon rock like how did you guys all meet each other uh craigslist um you know as a meetup group no <laughs> um we all work together yeah we do yeah mm-hmm. that's it there you go that's our story thank you for having us <laughs> wow we made that really interesting yeah. well we work together at the end <laughs> well let's dig into that though because it's it's obviously uh it's a comedy podcast but it's uh well it's a scripted comedy podcast but it's also a musical podcast do you, are you all comedians by trade are you all musicians by trade are you all musical comedians by trade like what is your background like where did where were you working when you all met i guess i do comedy I've been doing comedy for a couple of years and that's my story. Uh, then Sophie is like kind of a comedy writer. I, I don't want to speak for you guys. You guys can just do it. You say whatever. No, go, go for it. This is great. I like to hear it. <laughs> and then Sarah is a composer and um, music. She's the music brains of our podcast me and sophie are music supervisors so we're doing like the the music that's already made we're kind of like putting that into our podcast but sarah is the brains behind the like transitions and the instrumentals and all that stuff in tampon i like to think that i'm a a funny person too you know but (laughs) oh sorry yeah i didn't take that in (laughs) 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 yeah we all have our own funny Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Alicia's like, I'm the funny one. <laughs> they have humor every now and then. They they settle yeah. upon a joke every now and then. So Alicia's the funny one. Sarah does the music, and I'm Canadian. Um, so that's our, those are our roles. You know? So you're the very polite one. I like that. <laughs> that is so true. Sophie's the nicest person I've met ever in my life. Oh my god! You're welcome. Yeah, thank you guys normally here on uh interview with a podcast we we do not have scripted podcasts so since this is the it's like speed dating a podcast explain a little bit about how this is different than a standard podcast oh that's a really good point mm-hmm. our podcast is like it's like <laughs> alicia said this it's like watching friends except gay and with black people so not like friends but um <laughs> gotcha but no uh it, it's as if you're watching a TV show in some ways, and then these musical transitions kind of tell things to the audience that, uh, you know, you wouldn't normally uh, understand unless you were seeing something. So we have transitions that are literally like, they're walking and they're talking, but you can't see them because it's a podcast, you know? It's easy to break the fourth wall with this, right? Because like, you know, I think with traditional TV, you're able to see, like Sarah's like, you're able to see all these things, but I think we we are aware of the fact that you can't see any of this stuff. So we're just like, hey, I don't know what's going to happen in this episode. You know, like, I think it's fun. We can have more fun with it and not be so conventional. There was a radio station in college that played, like, the actual television studio. Mm-hmm. So, like, you could listen to Jeopardy and you could listen to Days of Our Lives and stuff like that. So I'd be driving and listening to Days of Our Lives. And, like, when I was listening to you guys, I was like, this brings me back to, like, being able to, like, listen to TV mm-hmm. in the car, which mm-hmm. is, like, a funny thing for most people. I don't feel like they get an opportunity to do that so it's a really cool idea and i love all y'all's like special effects and background noises and stuff if you will do you guys have any background in that yourselves because that's a whole skill set we didn't do that we had (laughs) engineers sound engineers but the people um that we work with at um jingle punks um the the place where we work so um no they're they're amazing and did a really good job with sound effects it's a kind of a retro thing, right? The idea of a scripted podcast, because if you go back to the beginning of radio, before there was television, you had, you know, your mm-hmm. soap operas all began on radio. Yeah. War of the Worlds, the famous yeah. War of the Worlds, was a radio show. So it, it's actually mm-hmm. like almost retro, you know, for the 21st century, which is kind of cool. That's so true. That's so yeah, true. Yeah, totally. Because I remember, I think with War of the Worlds, I think I remember that like people thought that that was real, that oh, was yeah. happening. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Like yeah. an alien oh, invasion. Right. That's, that's so right funny to think about people were also dumb in the 30s yeah right (laughs) real gullible rubes a bunch of rubes in the 30s i don't i never understand the things they laughed at back in the day yeah yes i'm always like i don't were people that simple i don't understand we put a we put a dress on a horse and we made a dance around it was fantastic yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i like to think that we developed more you know but have we? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about what you guys developed because this is a very intriguing concept, especially like you said, this is it's fresh for right now. People have not really listened to shows like this currently. So I know representation is really important to you guys. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? How you were like formulating the show? Me and Sarah are gay. Spoiler alert. What I um, <laughs> but I, I think uh, as a queer black woman, I don't really see a lot of representation for, you know, people like me or, you know, I think if I had seen that when I was younger, I probably would have known I was gay sooner than 25. And I feel like with 
this kind of thing. I, I want people to be like, if I was six years old listening to, I mean, I don't think I should be listening to this podcast at six, but you know, <laughs> no. if I was six years old, like listening and understanding, oh, that can be me. I can be gay and realizing like, oh, it's okay. Like, I think for me, my biggest goal is to like have that kind of representation so that little Alicia can be like, oh yeah, I was gay yeah. when I was six as opposed mm-hmm. to figuring it out at 25 you know yeah it's just also like there there's not enough content even like just the fact that this podcast was like made by three women even that feels like an anomaly having you know me doing the the music I feel like it's been so hard for me to to be like in a group of just women doing something so even that feels like a a huge thing right it's a lot of comedy and uh, it's kind of dominated in cis, hetero, you know, white male culture. And I think it's nice to kind of break out of that box. Definitely. No offense to cis, white, straight men. <laughs> I love that you're bringing that up. For me, the fact that you just said women comedians, just be heard mm-hmm. that alone. And then you guys are, you know, a whole group of women working together and being mm-hmm. successful. Fantastic. You know, like you guys are, you're, you're, you're sort of piling on with your layers of representation, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Let's get into Tampon Rock because I think a lot of people are going to look at the name and be like, I'm not sure what exactly this show is about. So tell Come us on, a little it's bit. So obvious. I know, yeah. right? What's, tell us a little bit about it. Tell us about the, the show itself. And then also, how did you guys come up with the title? Well, I can talk about the title. I heard in like a rock history class in, in college of uh, the word tampon rock. And it was like something that was derogatory and used for like women making music in the 90s, like Tracy Chapman and then like Lilith Fair and all that kind of stuff. And um, I was like, fuck, that's kind of a badass name to reclaim and be like, yeah, fuck you. I wear tampons or I don't. And I have things, you know, whatever. I don't know. Then we were like, let's make a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And then it It was was done. (laughs) Again, thank you for having us. Um. (laughs) It's been great. Yeah. I don't know how we came up. I'm trying to think like, it feels like so long ago now because it was pre COVID when we started to develop it, but it was always going to be a scripted podcast Mm -hmm. and sort of about two friends, but we just kind of started, I don't know, developing it together and just talking it through. And it just kind of became what it, what it is, which is sort of like a, yeah, like an audio sitcom kind of. Yeah. 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 Couple couple of friends um, who lived together after college and in Oakland, um, you know, dating and uh, stumbling through early adulthood really is what it's about yeah well let's drill down though on chloe and deja because you guys could have made the show about any story right i mean you could have done an uh, lgbtq story in a lot of different ways so what was the inspiration for the chloe deja actual specific storyline in their their love life and music career in oakland is is there a, a lot of you guys in this story are you seeing yourself in this story uh or was it just more you know this is just the idea that we came up with and it's the one we ran with it was mm. just what flew to the top that's a loaded question <laughs> we asked the hard questions here at pod clubhouse wow. we're we're taking it to you on a on a friday morning i i think for me i i think that the characters definitely are a little bit of us like have us in it you know because you know write what you know 
and I know dating. Um, no, I don't <laughs> date anymore. Um, That's the pull quote for the episode. I know dating. I know dating. <laughs> I know. Damn girl. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a little bit of us. That's that's it. That's my statement on that. For your yeah. fully loaded question, it's a little bit of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it's like anything where there's, like, stuff from our lives and personalities and then just stuff that we sort of came up with and thought would be fun and funny. I mean, I, I know that we talked a lot about, at the beginning, like, kind of wanting to do a coming-of-age story, but mm-hmm. at a different age because... I think the coming of age that you do right after, you know, college or just in your early twenties is sort of different than like the high school or like, you know, early high school coming of age story that you kind of see or, or read a lot. Um, so that was something that we definitely wanted. We all wanted to explore for sure. Yeah. And I think for all of us, um, in our own ways, like we personally experienced a coming of age, like after college as Mm -hmm. well. And like Sophie said, it is pretty universal, but for some reason, um, isn't like talked about, you know, this like extended adolescent period or young adult period. I mean, people are on on their parents insurance until 26 now so you're practically a kid at 25 <laughs> i feel you guys i always am like i'm a late bloomer i grew like five inches like after high school like i'm mm, like yeah. i like way after <laughs> like, yeah. i don't know what happened i got much taller but yeah i feel you guys and, and for your backgrounds i mean i know you guys have the comedic backgrounds but there's great music in the show and i know as you guys are pulling from your own you know wells basically who's your mm-hmm. inspirations for music and and where's your background do you, do you guys have formal educations or is this just a love of music I can speak for myself. I know that that Sophie and Alicia are always like Sarah's the one that's behind all the music, and it's it's partially true in that I I like recorded a lot of the instrumentation and stuff. But the genres and the styles and the decisions that we made definitely were from the three of us. Um, although I definitely pushed along, you know, some of my own once uh, at the beginning, just particularly pertaining to tampon rock paying like homage to sort of feminist um, music in in the 90s you know riot girl and stuff like that and kind of building off of the name tampon rock and where it came from but then expanding it into what i see as like music from women which is really any fucking genre because women can make anything you know i was a teenager in the early 90s and and Mm -hmm. i i heard the phrase tampon rock you know i was out at tower Mm -hmm. records and on long island and and hanging now listen to records listen melissa etheridge indigo girls Ten Thousand maniacs little family this was good music and it made me yeah. turn my head to the side and go like you're being an asshole with that mm-hmm. name but like yeah. it's pretty good music and it is and i like in the pack i like it in the show you guys actually haul attention to it you guys talk about tegan and sarah i think you guys have even mentioned indigo girls so <laughs> you know i like that you guys are kind of owning it and you're doing this like uh, spot on like very meta homage to it I think I, as a fan of the music like I, I, I appreciate it anyway it's, it was kind of cool too because you know my experience as like a queer woman like I when I first came out I watched and listened to like every single Tegan and Sarah song 8,000 times <laughs> which is I thought you know like a universal lesbian experience obviously that's so ridiculous but there is like this culture that's around sort of like lesbian icons and there aren't that many of them in in the you know that are visible right now what you know came out of that was sort of like funny jokes 
the fact that like, you know, Alicia was like, I don't know who Ani DeFranco is. And so we were like, that is important. That's important to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I still um, don't know who she is. Yeah. And yes. I'm, I'm, I we never you. told her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> or honestly, the in Diego girls, like, I don't know. <laughs> that, that, that entire bit was so, so funny. I, I listened to it like three times while I was cooking yesterday. So it was pretty funny. Yeah. I don't know. I think that, yeah, like I think with Tampon Rock too, we're also exploring like, you know, the differences in growing up, but like having a different lesbian experience, right? Like, you know, I mean, I listened to Tegan and Sarah when I first thought I was gay, you know, I was like, oh, lesbians. Wow. And then, you know, (laughs) watching the L word had confirmed my gayness. But then that wasn't the music I like grew up listening to. You know, I was listening to a lot of like Usher which is the opposite of being gay you know so (laughs) I don't know I think my experience was just so yeah different I think I we wanted to kind of explore that too like oh just because you're gay doesn't mean we have to know who Ani DeFranco is and is she gay Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly exactly (laughs) it seems like it, it like goes to the thing that we were talking about I think we were even talking about it yesterday about like how a lot of LGBTQ content also is like framed around a coming out story and same thing with the music where it's like not every story is the same and not everything has to be about the same thing just because it's a it's LGBTQ content you know it's like this is just their two friends and they're like dumb idiots in their 20s (laughs) it's not like I don't know it's not traumatic it's not you know, yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say, I, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like it. I like exactly what you're saying. Cause I think in this like Shit's Creek kind of world that we're living in right now, it, why does it have to always be, like you said, a coming out story? Like there's yeah. so many other stories that you could mm-hmm. be telling and you also happen to be gay, but it's mm-hmm. still, you have, mm-hmm. you have other stories to tell as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yes, we come out all the time and that's a part of being queer, but at the same time, like being queer is being with our friends j- making lesbian jokes or you know going to a bar that's completely straight people and being like oh i i should leave um or something you know but also it's 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 more than that too you know it's our experience in music it's our experience as just friendships between women you know i love to joke about intimate female friendships like is this gay or is this just intimate female friendship um <laughs> like are we naked in the hot tub as friends or are we? Um, is, and Sarah's not even joking about that. That's the thing. Like you have been in a hot tub naked with your friends. Yes, I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have I? How about you? Uh, that do you think is like natural uh, thoughts, or is just society? Because we just live in a world where two women are in a hot tub, and there's this almost societal thing. Like, oh, obviously they're gonna do stuff. Like, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fetishized, I mean, right? Yeah. I guess from the outside looking in, yeah, it's fetishized. But for me, it's like, I am constantly like, I think that other person is gay. It doesn't matter who it is. It could be like the Santa Claus at the ball. And I'm like, that dude's gay. Yeah, he's gay. That's true. Clearly. Everyone knows. He's stroking his candy cane so provocatively. Yeah. I think also with that, um, there is a history with women, you know, having closer, like, I think it is a societal thing of like, oh, women can't just be friends, you know, like there has to be some sort of like 
oh, lesbian, right? But like with men, it's not that. It's always the complete opposite. Like if bros are like bros, yeah, but like Mm -hmm. nobody's like, oh, they're probably gay. But I think about that about men all the time though too anyway mm-hmm. i think everyone's a little gay <laughs> as a guy i mean i grew up I, I didn't play a lot of sports but i grew up like watching you know grown men slapping each other on the ass and, yeah. and doing all sorts of things and like well how come no one just assumes like they're gay when yeah. they're you know they're pinching each other's butts constantly like yeah, i don't know don't... someone pinches <laughs> my ass yeah. i'm gonna think something i don't know yeah. That's just... <laughs> me too <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah society <laughs> society <laughs> Let's bring it back actually to the the actual podcast. You guys are not just all doing funny voices. Um, I mean, there's a little bit of that and, and you guys having to play roles and we'll talk about that in a bit. But talk to us about how you assembled the cast. The, the You know, there's a whole village here making Tampon Rock. What was the process like? Have you guys ever done that before? Have you ever been involved in having to go hire voice actors and no. assemble music no. crews and stuff? Well, no. well, tell us about that process then. What was that like for you guys to do? Exhausting. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> it was it was hard, but we did it. <laughs> that was the end. We, I mean, here. we we I think we put out sort of like an audition call for the three lead characters, Deja, Chloe, and Gina, and we sort of like started to get basically audition tapes, right? And mm-hmm. and then just sort of whittled it down and and brought them in for callbacks and stuff. It was it was really hard. Did you guys know right away you didn't want to do the main leads yourselves? I mean, I know uh, Sarah mm-hmm. and Alicia, you guys do the narrating, uh, mm-hmm. the lesbians, um, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, you knew right away you didn't want to play the leads yourselves? Yeah, I, I know for me, like, I just felt like I can act, but I think that, like, it would be better if we had focused, have, like, people who can just focus on the characters you know i don't Mm -hmm. know i think for me it was just like i didn't want it to just be mediocre i think also like we we was gonna we're doing so much of it already like (laughs) writing it and directing it and doing the music and and we've like well i've never done it before it's a lot already (laughs) to be able to focus on also the acting and obviously we all play certain roles in the show throughout but yeah I was like actively Googling like how to direct and, um, you know, so it's like, I think my tendency would have been to be like, I'm the star, put me in all parts and front and center. But honestly, it was really good to rein that in and, and not do literally everything, even though I'm still doing a ton and all of us were doing a ton just for the sake of like, this was the first time we were doing it also. And, um, collaborating makes things better mm-hmm. oh my yeah. goodness you are like a pod clubhouse's like spokespeople that's our <laughs> whole jam up in here that's that's why we started it was because we felt like we needed to pull hosts from other podcasts and have them be able to chit chat together so that you can kind of have fresh voices because collaboration is the best yeah. yeah we all have like one brain together which is kind of <laughs> frightening that. You know, it's like we literally all make the same. Like, it's very good. I like, I don't think I could do that with other people, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're like lucky. When did this collective brain start this podcast thought process? I know you guys probably started before the lockdown, but mm-hmm. talk to us a little bit about your timing of everything, how long it took to sort of get things rolling. Oof. A minute. So twenty. It was like summer of 2019. We started mm-hmm. workshopping and then writing the, the pilot. And then we made the pilot in January, but then remade it in March, like the day before New York City shut down. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Because yeah. we're also doing a full-time job too with our company. And uh, so it was hard to kind of get in writing time because, you know, we're working also full-time. So it took a minute to like write the pilot. But then once we got it like all finalized and finished, that's when we started like recording and then re-recorded literally right before lockdown. I think we were just doing pickups, right? Or did we re-record the whole thing? I don't remember. I feel like we, we redid most of it oh. <laughs> like, like our pickups became like we we sort of re-recorded crazy a, yeah. a chunk of it but so you had like a yeah. practice time before <laughs> basically yeah i think that was helpful you gotta, you gotta work all the kinks out you know sometimes yeah. you have to yeah. do it twice yeah so. exactly exactly but i think also like that added time helped our actors like understand more of what it was gonna be and also what it was gonna be like from our perspective because we weren't like basing this off of some podcast that existed before we were kind of like making a tv show but just a podcast in our minds mm -hmm. so it, it took a little bit of time getting that pilot through but then once we started making the rest of the season it was very much like okay march through june we're writing the entire season june through august we're recording and editing and producing every day you know stuff like that and then we moved into post after that so um, a lot it was a lot, yeah. It's great. But, I was just thinking, I was like, I can't believe we did all of that. During yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. quarantine. <laughs> Talk to us about that, because quarantine brings its own set of challenges for everybody. But, you know, for those of us that like to collaborate, we're on a whole nother level of like, how do we do this and not be anywhere near each other? So talk to us about those challenges. Zoom and... Mm -hmm. <laughs> Zencaster, I shouldn't, I feel like I shouldn't say shout out to Zencaster during this using clean feet. Um, but we, it's, it's just going to sound like shout out to beep and then you're good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but yeah, I think, yeah, like we just get on zoom. Like for us, the writing process was like, I would share my screen and we'd write literally what monday through friday for about two to three hours and then do mm -hmm. our regular job and then when we were recording we had to like get all the actors availability send them equipment and then figure out a time for them to do it like it was just a lot of like it was almost like shooting mm -hmm. a pilot a, a real life you know like getting the actors together like it was just a lot but it was great Mm -hmm. And shout out to our producer, Selena, who Selena. managed oh all of that and got everyone the equipment and made sure everybody was free at the same time. And just mm -hmm. scheduling during quarantine is not something that my anxious brain would have been able to handle. So Nightmare. we were so lucky to have her dealing with all of those headaches for yeah. us. So that we didn't have to. Yeah. We were like, to Selena. Yeah, the whole time we were like, Selena Razak would hire again. Yeah. <laughs> or like, honestly, if she if if she wasn't there, this probably would not have been done. No, you know, like, no, seriously, I couldn't have done it. No, mm -mm. no, no yeah. she's she's awesome. You should guys should have had her on here. As, as a <laughs> you know, she's really. next week. We already booked her. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. We got your Yelp review for her, and it was fantastic. Yeah. So we yeah, signed her yeah. up. So. What's the structure for the podcast going to be? Is this going to be a one-and-done season? Will Deja and Chloe's story continue for multiple seasons? Is this going to be an anthology? Uh, how many episodes are going to be in this uh, season uh, for, for, the, for Tampon Rock? We're thinking maybe 5,000. Oh, five thousand and a movie that's yeah, the key yeah. so you're good the season is eight episodes we don't i mean i i feel like we wrote it and it, the way that we wrote it it doesn't feel like it's done we have already talked about ideas for season two and i definitely envision it going past this season yeah hopefully. yeah, yeah we'll see what 2021 brings <laughs> mm -hmm. if all you listeners out there don't go and listen then you're gonna break our heart if you rate 
and review our podcast, then we then can keep writing it. it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> five stars on Apple, mm-hmm. on iHeartMedia, yeah. everywhere you uh-huh. listen to podcasts. Just, just spam five stars everywhere. Yeah, somebody <laughs> did give us one star, and I am looking to find out who it was. So right. stay tuned. I, listen. If it's one of those anonymous yeah. one-star people, choke them out for us as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, got my it. God. Caroline and I, every now and then, we'll go through our, like, because we, we put out a bunch of different podcasts on the, our network, and we go through, and if there's, like, a one star, we start, like, making up, like, a, like, a, like, one of those red string board conspiracy <laughs> boards. I'm like, like, did you piss someone yeah, off like, this week? Because this makes no damn sense. No. There's a list, and we're keeping track of motherfuckers. Don't worry about it. I swear to God, we're doing, like, deep dives on Facebook. We're like, well, this guy looked at me a little bit sideways. He's probably the one star reviewer. Well, ours happened so early that I was like, only friends and family are listening so far. So does that mean it's somebody that we know and love? Like, honestly, right. it could easily have been like one of our relatives who like accidentally. accidentally yeah. Absolutely, oh, I'm going to go no. with that. That makes me feel it's better. Like when my grandma types out "like" on Facebook instead of like. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Oh, that's, no. oh, that's no, incredible. She's 95, so we let it fly. When she types like I hope my grandma makes it to 95. So if your your granny is all close 96. to that. 96. She's 96. Wow. You're one up at me, Sophie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just got to get her that COVID vaccine ASAP and she'll be fine. You know? yes. <laughs> we feel you. Talk to us a little bit. I know, you know, grandmas could be listening, obviously, but who mm-hmm. else do you guys hope listens? Do you have like sort of a target audience that you are aiming towards or... You know, like all of us, you kind of hope everybody's listening. Honestly, it's interesting because my uncle, he's 60, I think. And he gave me a critique and was like interested in it. He was like, oh, it was hard at first, but like, I really dig it. And I was like, it's about lesbians who are gay. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, I hope everyone mm-hmm. listens, I guess. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. it's beneficial. Like they, a lot of people have talked about like how they didn't know these lesbian terms, like carpet muncher, I think you say, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like... <laughs> also weird someone <laughs> describing that back to you <laughs> like what oh hello dear yeah. niece explain carpet munching to me so, is that a union job how do you get yeah. that <laughs> that was funny okay sorry yeah <laughs> You talked earlier and you've, I've read in interviews, you talk about, you know, about representation and, and you wanted to see characters that look like you on, on, or on screen, but, you know, in a, in media, but there's a lot of universal themes, at least in the first mm-hmm. couple episodes that kind of applies to everyone. So what is your response to some cis straight male who's, you know, do, do I need to be a lesbian musician to get the show? Like, fuck Tampon Rocky. Like, oh, what do you no. say to them about that? I guess if they come at you like that, you're probably not going to tell exactly. them to listen to the show, but <laughs> Let's say they're less aggro than that. What would you say? I would say that nobody says that about straight white male stories, which are a lot of the stories. Nobody says, oh, do I have to be a straight white dude to understand this Paul Rudd movie or whatever? Just call them stories. You know, we just call Mm -hmm. them movies. So it's not necessarily that niche. Like, I think some of the feedback that I've gotten from people is like, they're surprised at how relatable it is, which seems sort of crazy to me, but I also think that's good feedback because it's like, yeah, it's it's just a story. Like it's just about yeah. friends. It doesn't have to you don't have to be anyone to sort of relate to it, I don't think. Yeah. Because I mean, you have to remember like the patriarchy and all these things. Like we are forced to kind of assimilate into that culture. So when yeah. you have to assimilate to another, it's like, oh, this feels weird because it's not made for you mm-hmm, realistically. Mm-hmm. Right. So like I'm comfortable in all white spaces because that's how I was 
born i was like in indiana you know like i'm 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 like comfortable in that space but you know when white people are in a black space they're a little uncomfortable right because it's like oh but i'm usually supposed to be but yeah but like i think that's what i want tampon rock to be too is like you can be comfortable in this space you don't have to be a lesbian to like understand lesbian jokes or humor or like just relate and have empathy toward that you know yeah. Exactly. I've been listening to dick jokes like my whole life. And <laughs> and for right. anyone to be like shocked by a period blood joke, I'm like, come the f- come on. No mm-hmm. pun intended. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to go. This is <laughs> Yeah, at least he's hanging out. She's done with you. <laughs> oh, you guys. I, I will That's say it. though, there there was one joke though where she gets covered in the period blood and then shows up to the, the grave, the cemetery job. And then her boss leaving uh, a message saying that he appreciated her being so into the character made me laugh out loud. So I like it. <laughs> Shout out to Jeff Judy. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Judy. Judy. <laughs> well, take us more behind the scenes, you guys. Tell us a little bit about, I'm going to go to each of you. So prepare okay. your idea now. Tell me something memorable that happened during the podcast. Can be something good, can be something bad, but I want to hear each of you guys tell us a little something, something. It's hard to pick one specific moment because when I look back on it, it's kind of a, a blur, like our whole writing process and, and, even production process feels like it took place in the span of a week now when I look Mm -hmm. back on it, but Mm -hmm. it was actually like months and months. I think the most memorable thing for me is more just um, not a specific moment, but just having that sort of like touchstone every day of the three of us talking. And we sort of started our day together basically every day. And in a time where you're used to going to an office and seeing people and interacting with people outside of just your household, like that is the sort of takeaway for me from this time was just having other people that I could just sort of shoot the shit with every morning and catch up about whatever had happened the day before. That's yeah. the thing I really remember from this time. It's not really one specific thing, but just like that whole routine that we had that sort of like mm-hmm. got us through quarantine. Truly, 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 truly. Definitely. I don't really have a memory. I don't remember anything. <laughs> um, I don't remember anything. Do you have a time uh, when you felt like things were really clicking? Like during, like where you're like, oh shit, this is going to work. Like that was funny. This is actually flowing i'm i mean I, like sophie said like the writing aspect like getting on zoom every day at like what 10 30 11 mm-hmm. like that was our time and then doing it to like one or two and then having lunch after you know it was like this is normal it was fun i guess i don't know <laughs> yeah Alisa, I actually wanted to ask you, I mean, this is uh, kind of unrelated to it, but uh, in the narrating sections that you and Sarah do, are you guys improving at all on those or are those all scripted moments? Depends. But yeah, mostly improv, I think. Right. It was, a, it, was a, it was a combo of things for sure. For me, there were like, like Sophie and Alicia said, like the, the community aspect of it was amazing. But um, I remember a scene where our actors just were so natural and so they just felt like friends and I think maybe it was just like even the last episode after they go Mm -hmm. through a lot and it gets pretty like heartfelt and serious and then immediately we like rip the floor out of that like heartfeltness and and sort of mock like Chloe you know has a a breakthrough and we like mock the fact that she has a breakthrough so quickly you know and we're making fun (laughs) of the the medium and how like things wrap up so tidily with a bow I think that fact that we were able to find something that felt authentic and these people who 
you know, brought that to life. It just, I don't know, it felt so special and so great. And I, um, I want to do it again. Every show has like crazy outtakes. There must have been, you know, you guys being scripted. There has to be times when people like couldn't spit out tampon rock or something like what there must have been times like that. Did you guys can you have any like actual recollections of like, oh, my God, remember, we were trying to say that thing and like we just couldn't get it. (laughs) I think we did have a couple. I'm trying to remember there was like one specific line. I feel like it was early on that we couldn't get and I can't. I don't know if it was in one of the narrator sections or what it was, but there there were a couple of those times. But I think that the the actors were honestly like they Good. were so great. <laughs> like, and I think that it, because we were doing it over Zencaster and bleep that out, um, it, it, they can have the script up in front of them and stuff like that. So it's like that kind of made it easier in some ways doing it remotely because it's like they're not on video like I think they could probably get a little more comfortable in their space and so it it worked out pretty well yeah I would say that we kept calling Sophie Chloe um Alicia still does (laughs) yeah you're so funny Chloe I mean (laughs) (laughs) that's right I forgot about that because I'm just so used to it now now that my name is Chloe those two names are just yeah they're just the same name truly (laughs) the whole french vibe to them we are wrapping up here guys and thank you so much for giving us your time this morning and and talking to us i know it's like super early but uh let's do some good promotion for the show when do episodes come out where can people listen to them what are the social media channels they should be checking out to follow you ladies as well as the as well as tampon rock First, I'll answer the first one. Episodes out every Thursday. Anywhere you listen to podcasts. So that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Every Thursday for the next 5,000. Yes, so. correct. Yes, yes. All right. hopefully. And uh, tamponrock.com. You can also go there. Our Twitter is tamponrockpod and our Instagram is tamponrockpodcast. You can find our socials on tamponrock. I put it in the bios. Ladies, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us today with Interview with the Podcast. For everyone listening, go check out Tampon Rock. The first four episodes are out as of right now. Probably when this comes out, it'll probably be the first five episodes. Like, go check it out. It's actually a really fun time. And the music's great, too. I'm enjoying the music in particular. I think it's actually, uh, the lyrics are pretty funny. The song, I like the humor, so it works for me. I'm super intrigued by all the special effects. I, I had this visual. Do you guys remember in Annie when they go on, like, the radio show and there's a man mm-hmm. sitting there and he's like, tapping mm-hmm. the shoes and he's like doing all those things like i was like having all these visuals when you guys were riding your bikes i was like oh my god are they like doing like a thing with their hands right now like what are they doing like i was envisioning this entire sound stage i will tell you i will tell you that tate gregor who for some reason like worked on all the episodes where there were bong rips happening he he, he smoked a bong every time and recorded it oh my gosh that's too funny that's authenticity yeah. Commit, yeah. Commit, yeah. commitment yeah. to the bit you yeah. gotta love it well thank you guys so much we look forward to listening to more of tampon rock and you guys come back and listen to us at interview with a podcast thank you so much thank you guys yeah. thank Bye you guys thank you so much Thanks for listening to Interview with the Podcast. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and rate, review, and subscribe. Leave us five stars if you can, please. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. This has been an original Pod Clubhouse production. Pod Clubhouse is a podcast network dedicated to encouraging collaboration among podcasters and friends to bring a fresh voice and diverse perspective on a wide array of content. 
please visit and leave a comment for us at podclubhouse.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast feeds on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us at Pod Clubhouse. Our DMs are always open, and we'd love to hear from you.